good clear picture of you today usually your webcam is not like this it's grainy if i'm being honest with you be honest with me i have no i've never tried to be a cinematographer or to improve it no, in any way not. no which i mean i really should especially considering the fact that i now am on zoom all day long with clients oh geez so this is like just your next appointment Sunil. yes it literally is <laughs> he's, the he's the next dog in line to yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe just the sun is coming in just right. Yeah, I, I was nice. definitely well, trying to. Whatever it is, it's nice. I have a professional lighting crew behind me today. Yeah, it's just Jane, actually. But, you know, it's, yeah. it's Jane and Asha just like holding right. holding light rods with like totally. mouth. Yeah. 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 Honey, put it up higher. Sunil can see your arm. Sorry. <laughs> right. Um, that was Asha there, right? You were telling Asha that. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's really it's amazing like the the distinctness to which she can understand English. <laughs> it's, great. it's great. You know what we need to do? What's that? It when we see each other, we should take a selfie together. Okay. Why? Is there is this a trick? <laughs> <laughs> and then on the back of the selfie, I have you write your social security number in oh, full. Man. Yeah. I knew where this was going. No, I saw so I saw this other podcast on on our network. You know, they took some selfies together. It looked like they were having a really good time. Oh, so now you want to be like the other podcast? I I want to at least look like I'm having a great time. I could potentially also look like that. <laughs> our la well, our last selfie is from when we had a band together, and it's it was our album stuff. Or That's true. Stuff and it's just us, you know, sitting on Dave Lawson's couch. But yeah, that's it. And that was uh, what two and a half months ago. So we I should. I think that was like the last photo of us together ever known. I think probably. Well, so and like, part of it, it, it could be that I said, "Don't you ever try to get me to take a picture with you again." I think I remember saying. Yeah, yeah. My instinct is usually, uh, instinct. My instinct is usually to not. Uh, take pictures of other people it's with other people it's like i'm trying to maybe get a little bit more into it because this whole planet might be you know going under soon and you know it'd be nice to have my black and white printouts of my friends to clutch to your comfort. chest yeah yeah that's anyway, nice that's a nice sentiment nice sentiment right mm -hmm. yeah so yeah. Anyway, i said the phrase um my instinct is yes you did i say that Quite a lot. Do you ever say that phrase? Mm, probably. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know actually that I use that phrase. But I think about instincts a lot. Yeah. So I mean, I think because of, I work with dogs, so yeah, I'm constantly thinking about like fixed action patterns and like you know behavior that's like socially facilitated those kinds of things. You know the uh, vocab vocab already with the fixed action. I know the lingo. Yeah, you do. I'm done. <laughs> well, so the ways the ways in which I say it is usually in a troubleshooting way, like a work thing or if I'm trying. Oh. My first instinct is to look at yeah. the X, you know. And that's so wrong cuz it's 
<laughs> not it's like the total opposite of instinct because they're coming to me because I have this vast knowledge of learned right. information that has nothing to do with instinct. Yeah, I, it's almost like we use the word instinct like we use the word literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Well, I wanted to get into like, so do you think, like, let's get into what instinct is. So let's I did, did a little bit of reading here. It's an inherent inclination of a living organism towards a particular complex behavior containing both innate and learned elements. Now, I don't know if that's... Little, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and repeat that for the viewers at home. Which part? The whole thing. Just read okay. it again. Instinct is the inherent inclination of a living organism towards a co particular complex behavior containing both innate and learned elements. Ooh, yeah, there's a lot to unpack in that sentence. <laughs> yeah. That's what is it? It's just like instinct is just the whole vast knowledge of what I mean, you I are. Think, yeah, I mean, instinct in many ways, I kind of think of it the same way as I do like genetic outcomes in, in so much as part of it is just something you have no control over because it is innate. And another part of it is environmentally um, impacted, you know? So like two people with the exact same genetics having completely different environmental impacts may be very different from each other, you know, like twins who are separated and raised in very different ways, or, you know, one who may have experienced like fear and trauma and the other one, all their needs were met. Those people might be very different. Yeah, they might oh, be very Sunil, different. But there? do you think on that level where instinct- You're either pensively thinking like... or I've lost you. Oh. Your screen's frozen. Hello? You're, hi. You froze. Yeah, okay. you too. Hey. We both It says your internet connection is unstable. Well, that's great. Um, but uh, what I say is, yeah, those two people could be very different, but are they instinctually different? Like, would they, yeah, they, I mean, so, okay, so I said that sentence, right? And then it's like the simplest yeah. example of an instinctive behavior is a fixed action pattern. Tell me what that is. A fixed action pattern, a good example would be you have a little kitten in front of you and you pick up a piece of yarn and you dangle it in front of the kitten. What does that kitten do? Squats uh, it. Yeah, yeah. It, that's a fixed action pattern. That's a okay. cat seeing something moving and swatting at it because that's what you do when you're supposed to catch your dinner. You know, so that's something that no one taught that kitten how to do that. Right. So, so that's okay. Okay. So fixed action pattern alone itself there in that instance seems like an instinctual behavior. Yeah, totally. Nothing was taught. Right. Right. And I think that's where it gets a little iffy because with human instinct, one argument is that there is no such thing. Was that your Abraham Maslow thing? Yes. Oh, that pissed me off. So Maslow, the man of the hierarchy guy. Yeah, thing. I'm like, maybe I'm rethinking your hierarchy because I hate the statement that you sent me. Do you really hate it? I have. It's really been bothering me because okay, there's so, so Should we read it? Should we read this? Yeah, do you want to read it? Do you have it in front of you? I do have it in front of me. Go, why don't you read it? Fine, I will. Well, I just don't have it in front of me. <laughs> just... I have absolutely no idea where Sunil got this information, um, but this is something he sent me. And the reason I say that is because I don't know what the source is, but Sunil does. 
In the 1950s, the psychologist Abraham Maslow argued that humans no longer have instincts because we have the ability to override them in certain situations. He felt that what is called instinct is often imprecisely defined and really amounts to strong drives. <coughs> Sorry, <coughs> my instinct was to cough. Yeah. The strong drives. For Maslow, an instinct is something which cannot be overridden. Therefore, while the term may have applied to humans in the past, it no longer does. Well, that's weird. It's weird. How, so it's gone. It's 100% gone. It no longer but, applies. Yeah, it, that doesn't make any sense to me. No. I mean, here's the, thing, here's the things that bother me the most. He argues that we no longer have instincts because we have the ability how do you override? I mean, like to me, how do you operationally ability to override operationalize that for me? What does that mean? It's just very like, you don't have like a lever that says override instinct that in your home. No, I mean, I don't even have a way to right now just uh, define the word ability in a way that everyone would agree with, you know, there's just a lot to unpack there. Yeah. And then in certain situations, so the ability to override them in certain Another, what does that mean? That's nebulous. Situations. What is the situation? I just, whenever I read anything that a psychologist or a scientist said, I want to be able to know what all of the things they are saying means. And this just leaves a lot to it's interpretation. It's so fucking vague. Yeah. It's very yes, vague. I'm just like, this sounds like white man shit. This is just, shut up. You're like, I hey, think this hierarchy is okay, though. I do too. And yeah. I'm just like, dude, I know, you know, just because you got it right once, so it doesn't mean you're right all yeah, the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, not now. That's, that's never happened. Nobody's been right 100% of the time. No, no, yeah. it's very true. But anyway, that's my biggest issue with this. So to say that an instinct is something which cannot be overridden. Yeah. How do you override it? So operationalize overriding. And, okay. And, you know, is there an example? So like to differentiate what, I'm reading, so reflexes can be considered a kind of instinct or they could be considered their own thing because I think that they're being acted upon at a different level. Uh-oh, I lost in, you again. In the brain, oh, really? I did not lose, oh, there, there we go, <clears throat> you're gone now. Hello, we'll just wait till this clears up. Are we back? Are we back? I have no idea what's happening. Okay. Are you on an airplane? What's I'm, going on? Yeah, I'm flying, flying the friendly skies right now, actually. That um, explains our internet. Yeah, it's telling me it's unstable, unfortunately, but we'll get through this. We will get through this episode. Um, yeah, we'll get through this together. We'll get through this together. Um, so what you were saying is, I well, what I was saying was that reflexes could be seen as a completely separate entity than um instinct because it's kind of like yeah the examples they give you are like at a doctor's office where you're they hit you on the knee with the hammer and you're like yeah that's, that's is that instinctual right. or is that something else do you think i mean to me i would consider that reflexive i don't okay. but i would also consider something reflexive to be an instinct you know, like if I pop a balloon in front of your face, you can't override your instinct to flinch. 
you know, if someone startles you, you can't override your instinct to not sweat under your armpits. I bet. You I don't know. No, that one. No. And that one's like interesting because it's like physiological too. Whereas it's you not a totally decision make you're making. Yeah. Yeah. You could make the argument that that's not behavioral, but at the same time, I mean, it's, it's something that your body's doing that you can't override, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. I don't know. But even if you want to go with just, you know, physical, movement or response that you can see yeah. and experience. I mean, I still think that there's just too much mushiness there. I don't like it. There's a there ton. Yeah, but then yeah. something like, let's say, um, uh, a kid. Well, actually, so here's, a, I have a question. So I know in one of our episodes, we talked about punishment. Yes. So, and you have a lot of uh, uh, familiarity with that, with the dog world. So yeah. my question not, for you- using it a lot. No, I just want to no my question is- asses you've kicked. I thought you might know a lot about, I'm sorry, I have to, speaking of asses kicked, I have to kick a dog out of this room. Yeah, this is, <laughs> Indy is in the way, Indy way. I'm afraid he's gonna disconnect me. So he can't be up here. He's trying to get in my lap and that's not helpful. That makes sense. <clears throat> I know. Anyway, dog problems aside. Yes, I know, I know and think about punishment a lot. Yes. Yeah. So what my question, I was thinking about this, was just that. So if a dog does something and the reaction from the owner is, let's say, I lock the dog in a room for two hours because the human thinks the dog did a bad thing thing whatever that thing might be is the dog seeing that as like i just sort of see the dog as like it's not good or bad it's sort of just like giving like a kid a computer like for example with like just like the operating system commands you know yeah okay. with no like what mm. they do these are things you can type in in the world here and you don't know what they're going to do and you might end up deleting your operating system like i did one time <laughs> and we had to go back to the fucking computer store and get another floppy disk of the apple 2gs operating system that's for the nerds out there um and i know now know what it's like for someone to start talking to me in a dog analogy and then switch to computer and I can then feel my instincts, like my heart rate and my breathing go up. Cause I'm like, now I don't know. <laughs> no, no, but just imagine had given, being given a list of stuff you could type in the computer. You don't know what they're going to do. So it's like the dog's just trying to do a bunch of shit. And okay. Once the dog is in the room. Yeah. Okay. No, Before once the dog is further, in your life. Okay. Let me, let me just clarify your example. Cause this will help me when you say, the owner thinks the dog did a bad thing. Yes. Make that a more specific example so I can get a better handle on what you're talking like about. Like peed on the carpet. Okay. 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 So in that case, if what you're talking about is a behavior that the dog has already completed, it is done, the dog has peed on the carpet, you can't undo it, then removing them and putting them in another room will either not really teach them anything or if they find it sufficiently aversive, we'll teach them if you pee on the, or if there's pee on the carpet and a human is nearby, you will get in trouble. Okay. 
So yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. But do you but see it's, how it's different than I peed on the carpet, yeah. so I'm in trouble? That's not what the dog is thinking. Right. Right. It's exactly. just human plus pee equals uh oh, locked up, locked up time. You know, that's what they would think. But if I were to think of an example of, for instance, a dog is, you know, jumping on guests, for instance, mm -hmm. and you lock the dog in the room for two hours. Not really the way I would handle it, but in this example, that's what we have. That would potentially work to make punishment go down because the dog could learn if I put my feet on people, I am removed from them. Yeah. Because what that dog wants is access to those people. So it really depends on the behavior you're talking about, how that they punishment will learn. Goes. They will learn that. Yes. If it's something where the being removed from the action is, is aversive, you know, okay, you can't be near the guest, I, but I want to be near the guest. Well, too bad. You now have to be in this room. Yeah. But Versus, do they know that it's because they're jump? Because I think their instinct, their instinct is to want yes. to be around the people. You're right. It and is jump in their face and see what they're about. Totally. Yeah. So that is their instinct, and so by punishing that, you are trying to help them override what you might call instinct in that case. Sure. So I want you to not go with your first thought because it doesn't work. So try something else. So that's, I mean, cause you're right. It is a dog's instinct to jump up on people. That's not a dog who's just being bad. That's what right. a dog's brain says. Oh, it's a friend. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or so, it's something I need to check out. I, I don't know if it's always right. a friend or it's, it's totally. a entity that's alive. Yeah. Yes. Usually if they're jumping on someone though, they're excited to see them. Is it's it? Okay. Typically okay. the I'm not always sure. Yeah. Totally. And that's fair. I mean, when a big dog jumps on you, it can be scary. I get that. A giant dog scared the shit out of me. Like, yeah, I, I was not expecting it to leap out of this gate. And uh, holy shit. I was just like, I'm not going over there anymore. Because that was and that dog probably was not wanting to be your friend. If it was leaping at you from behind a fence, that's different than you just walked in my house and I'm excited to see you. Oh, no. Well, I was at this person's house. And, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Coming in with them as a friend, someone that should be a friend, but eh, it didn't seem that, I don't know, maybe it's just the size. I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. I would probably need more information, but we're getting off track. So we are so off track, but um, my instinct is, is to push us off track. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well then, no, that makes sense then that that's explained some things to me. Um, oh, good. But so in animal biology, they talk about how turtles, you know, sea turtles go towards the sea. Yep. Um, birds make nests. Um, that's all instinctual and not taught to them. I feel right. like humans, like there's this cute picture of some kind of primate, like shaking water off of itself. And it's like an instinctive behavior of shaking water from wet fur. How come we don't, maybe this is what Maslow means. We don't fucking know. We don't, we need a towel. No, we're not shaking ourselves off to, to dry off when we come out of the shower. That's not like an instinctive thing that got passed down from primate to us, I guess. I suppose, I suppose that's true. But at the same time, like we are not sufficiently covered in fur to negate that much of our body holding water. Speak for yourself. You know? It's I speak no, for yourself I, on the covered in fur. Part. I am still speaking for myself. <laughs> I am very hairy. Even as hairy as I am, I do not shave. 
and I am very hairy. So even that consideration yeah. still not the same thing as like, you know, a, an orangutan amount of fur. Yeah. No, sure. Maybe. I just can't really think of other than the example someone gave is like, a, well, let me go to this list. I'm not. Go to it. Justice. I'm going to it. So a fear of a congenital, what does congenital mean? First of all, congenital fear of snakes and spiders. Congenital. Like hmm, I guess I'm not sure. I'm going to look Because congenital heart failure is like the only way I can think of that how that's That is exactly used. the only thing I know. Yeah. Are you interneting it? Present from birth. Okay. Oh, okay. I had a feeling that's what it was, but I didn't want to be a man. Why got to have such a weird name? That is really weird. Yeah. Man. All right. Anyway, a congenital fear of snakes and spiders was found in six-month-old babies. Mm -hmm. An infant crying is believed to be a manifestation of instinct. The herd instinct. Mm -hmm. Hygiene. I think context is needed for that. Behavior in humans hygiene was suggested to be partly instinctive based on emotions such as disgust. Hmm. Okay. The people around you are disgusted, so you clean clean up, I guess. Hey, you gotta get motivated somehow. <sighs> well, see, that's so interesting. Ah, man. Okay, partly instinctive. I, I, I do know. think it's kind of tough to define. It's and I think it's one of the reasons, quite frankly, not to bring it back to like, fuck the police, but it's one of the reasons why I think it is just completely insane that the police have guns and that they can just shoot whoever they fucking want. Because the how you override a fearful response, I don't fucking know. And I don't believe that these police officers are really being taught it, even though every fucking time they claim that they've taken some training that helps them do that. Yeah. I don't think that's something you can do. I don't think it is either. So Maslo is like dead wrong on that one. Yeah, he's he's good. For, he's a one and done, you guys, it turns out. He's like a one-shape wonder. He's a triangle wonder. He's a triangle wonder. Single triangle wonder. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the other thing you sent me. What did I send you? Oh, With, about Conrad Lorenz? Uh, how about you read that one too? Okay. An interest in innate behaviors arose again in the 1950s with Conrad Lorenz, who made this um, distinction between instinct and learned behaviors. Our modern understanding of instinctual behavior in animals owes much to his work. For instance, there exists a sensitive period for a bird in which it learns to identify its mother. Uh, those who are science geeks might be recognizing his name because he's the guy who had the goose imprint on him. And so he ended up being these little, these little geese's mom because he was closest to them right after they were born. And um, they basically followed his boots around all of the time. And then it turned out whoever was wearing them. So someone else could put on the boots and the geese would follow that person. So this suggests that the identity of the goose's mother was learned, but the goose's behavior towards what it thought was its mother was instinctive. And I think that that is awesome. Like, I just love that. It's such an awesome example of like learned and instinct coming together, which is, I think how most of this stuff has to work. Like yeah. instinct leads to something, you know? Right. right. And in some cases, uh, the learned behavior like that, 
is weird as fuck, right? Because it's like, yes. <laughs> that ain't your mom. That's like, that's just some guy in boots. Yes, indeed. Actually, I listened to a podcast that you will have no interest in it because it's called The Bitey End of the Dog. And it's it's about aggressive dogs. But um, the guy who does the podcast, his name is Michael Shikashio. He interviewed a guy named Simone Gadbois, okay. who is a PhD and he studies, I'm going to look at what it says here. Um, oops, I'm messing up my phone. I'm doing old lady stuff. He, where I thought his credentials were right at the top here. I'm so sorry. Anyway, he's really smart and he knows a lot of shit. Okay. Um, so he integrates ethology, animal experimental psychology, and behavioral neuroscience to study wild and domestic canids. So, I mean, he's fucking smart and knows a lot about animals. Okay. And in this episode, as he's doing this interview, he has this amazing French accent. As yeah. he's doing this with Michael Scascio, you hear honk, honk in the background. And he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, we were doing experiments the other day and this, these geese are imprinted on me. So they had to bring them home with me and they're following me everywhere. And I'm like, oh my God, like that's really happening in your house right now. These geese so are imprinted on They me. do it. I mean, it's just something that happens. Like if you are closest to them when they hatch, they will think you're their mom, mm. which is wild. And to me, I mean, I almost think you could call that a genetic misfire. Like, whoops, yeah. <laughs> that's this is supposed to go yeah and it's just sort of like evolution narrowly there's enough chances in evolution that the goose was the goose nearest yes the babies and that it all worked out but otherwise like hey this crocodile was like nearest yeah. the babies and uh and now they're all dead they're mom follow follow <laughs> <laughs> yeah now they're all dead just follow the path into your mother's mouth yeah yeah but it makes a lot of sense because like you would never have that happen often enough to like change the genetic outcome yeah kind of like how a lot of people are um have issues with like diabetes from eating you know too much fats and sugars and whatever bad food for you we know we're not supposed to enough people yeah. die from bad bad eating habits but not until after we've had the chance to reproduce typically, you know? So like by the time you die, you've already had kids who now have that issue. Now they have kids who've had that issue. So it's, it, it no, never goes away. You know? The girl, the kids have learned it from parents because they've created yeah. the cycle and then they quit. Oh, it's a, it's like a mm -hmm. genetic thing. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. Yeah. Right. I think, I mean, if, if a caveman like found something fatty and sweet, he should eat as much of it as he fucking can because who knows when he's going to eat again. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's fucking true. But unfortunately, we have a plethora of food and like, yes, and, exactly. and most of it's not good, that great for you. So I feel like if you just genetics have not caught up. Yep. I yep. feel I feel like you could eat a little bit of bad food and mm -hmm. like, survive, just totally. but not eat that much good food either. There's like enough in the bad food nutrients wise like that's been that's gone crazy in like recent decades you know totally yeah. yeah i think you're making a good case there if you if you at least didn't exceed like how many i don't know calories or yeah. whatever yeah if it wasn't high in like too much cholesterol too much sodium too much whatever saturated fat you right. probably get by on like yeah. cheap dollar menu mcdonald's every day yeah i think you're totally right but if yeah. you ate 
40 of those every day. Then Uh-oh. frozen Sunil. So are you saying that the, the, oh, I'm frozen again. Fuck. Not unfrozen yet. Okay. All right. Not unfrozen yet. Now you're unfrozen. Man, this is a harrowing episode. If this happens one more time, we're 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 ending it. But um Don't threaten me. <laughs> <laughs> what what were we saying before it, it froze? Oh yeah, no. So yes, I instinct is to eat as much as you want. Uh, yeah. Can not want can. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, even if you only eat until you're satiated, if what you ate was forty donuts, that's yeah. a you know that's an issue. That is so satiation can't really save you from the oversaturation of these things that naturally you'd not be able to eat in that quantity. Yeah. Yeah. This is someone who's like, I want a fucking donut right now. Let's get donuts right now. <laughs> he made me watch a donut documentary the other night. She, oh, was it she's about like, that, the LA guy? Yes. And she's yeah. like, do you need to watch something just like lighthearted? I'm like, oh my God, me too. We both had a lot of like tough cases this week. And like, I can't handle, she's like, this is about donuts. And I'm like, okay, that's great. I love donuts. Let's watch it. It's actually about like genocide. <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> it's, Okay, I didn't realize it was about genocide. I I heard a little blurb about it somewhere else, and uh, it was uh... about the Khmer Rouge in Cambodia and okay. the fucking wiping out the population. Okay. I'm like, I'm like, but I it, have to but turn it this starts up. as a nice story, right? It's this guy who comes here and his story, and then like teaches other people to open their own donut shops and shit. Yes. Like that. Is that right? Okay. Yes. And if you focus on that part, it's an amazing story, and that part features no footage from the Khmer Rouge and no footage of horrendous things happening in Cambodia, which I just was like, I feel tricked right now. <laughs> like this was not as advertised. I mean, I feel like it's really like you took your kids to a Harry Potter movie and all of a sudden like everyone's like waving magic dicks and you're like, what it's the Pornography, fuck? yeah, yeah, not, holy shit, it's not so good. I just, I will never be able to watch the rest of it now. But yeah, that guy's story is amazing. Look it up, read Wait, it. So what the fuck does that guy have to do with the genocide? Oh, cause he fled from it. Yes, him and his family survived. They were okay. one of few. And because they came back to the United States, he managed to get a job at a gas station that was across the street from the donut shop. He went over there one day cause he didn't know what donuts were, but he thought it smelled good. Okay. And the lady sold him a dozen donuts and he was like, these are fucking amazing. And he was like, and it's one in the morning and people are still coming and going from your store. So he was a good businessman, really shrewd and loved donuts, opened the shop, hired like all the Cambodians to open their own shop. So if you're in LA, all the good donut shops are owned by Cambodian. Yeah. There you go. Well, That's, don't I didn't know it. that. I didn't know that part. I knew that there were a lot of like indie, independent donut shops in LA. Cause you see them all over the place. They all have like, kind of like flamboyant like figures on them or like a big donut and like yes, and i think christie's is the name okay um, 
that's his wife's name when they moved here. That's the name she adopted, Christy. So I think they're all like a, a Christie's donut shop. But like okay. that really iconic one with the giant donut you see everywhere, that's a Christie's donut shop. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So like Dunkin' Duncan Donuts doesn't fit in over there. Like they can't even make uh, make inroads over there, I think. That's actually 100% correct. They, yeah. they gave up. Yeah. They gave up. I it's love great. that. Just like, yeah. go. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love anyone who like pushes down a corporate entity and is like, fuck you, we got yeah. this. I love, that. I love that. I love that. But yeah, interesting story, bait and switch documentary. So, yeah. there you go. well, I like that. I like the heartwarming donut and uh, corporate takedown or corporate prevention story. Well, how about we wrap this up? Before it um, shuts down again on us. Yeah, exactly. Who who needs that? The listener is not. No, no, me. No, you love it, but into it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I will Sarah, talk. Sarah. This is really fun. I'll talk That's to you soon. We're gonna get a selfie. All right. See you. Bye. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.